Ooh, wait a minute. The words. Right, right, right. Say the words. <clears throat> Clatu! Barata! Necktie. Nectar. Nickel. Welcome back, everybody, to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we bring out a guest when we're watching the best. I'm Ryan. I'm Kaylee. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Hello. That's a quote from this week's film, Army of Darkness, and we have a guest, John. Hi there. <laughs> Our resident Fancy Pants. We did not want to do this without John. We didn't really want to watch any of these movies without John. No, 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 no. You should have stopped out. We didn't really want to watch any of these movies. And then it applies so perfectly. Only on your side. Thank you. But I am so happy to have you here. Welcome back, John. Yeah, it's been um, it's been one year since my last Halloween yeah. episode, which I'm sad to have missed last year's, but I had a, a good reason. It's okay. It's a shame that we don't do more of these. I think Halloween is certainly the preferred guest episodes. I, I'm very touched to be the Halloween guest. I mean, I, I guess you probably might have more people, but I'm always touched to be the Halloween guest. Top of the list, we were able to get you, so we're lucky. <laughs> and audience, you're lucky. Because we want to celebrate this series. John and I have bonded over lots of horror films, but um, we both have a love for this, I think, from... The moment we watched it, I think it was for us, and and we you know attached ourselves to it. So uh, let's start with a summary of Army of Darkness. This is the third of these movies. Uh, let's go. Oh, am I okay? Yes, yes, yes. Do I do, do I do a voice? Yeah, whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's up to you, John. <laughs> I'll I'll read this as as I as I think Kaylee would read it on the back. I love it. <laughs> Bound in flesh. <laughs> Inked in blood, in dash, and amazingly hard to pronounce, in dash. The ancient Necromonicon unleashes unspeakable evil upon mankind and director Sam Raimi's outrageously hilarious and sword and sorcery, sword and sorcery epic. Back to battle, the hideous deadites. Bruce Campbell reprises his role from the Evil Dead series as Ash. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping. I'm crying. I don't think I can say it with as much disdain as it's you could so have. Spot on. It's so <laughs> the handsome and shotgun toting and Jesus Christ shot chainsaw arm department store clerk from Smart's housewares division. A demonic force times warp him and his 73 Oldsmobile into England's <sighs> dark ages. <laughs> 
<laughs> where he romances the beauty and faces the legions of the undead beasts, including a ghastly army of skeletons. Can Ash, can he save the living from the evil dead, rescue his girlfriend? I would say she did not consent to that. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> and get back to his own time. Overflowing with spectacular visual special effects, Army of Darkness will make you scream with fear and laughter. Jesus. In the word of the Washington Post, it's drop dead fun. Oh, that's terrible. In the words of the Washington Post. Why? It's our paper. It's our, it's our. It's the people's paper. The people's paper. Well, I commend you. Cheers to uh, that Kaylee impression. God damn it, John. Wow. Spot on. That was was good. Expecting a roast. Uh, and I'm I'm so here for it. Like, I, cheers. Oh, thanks. Okay. Wow. I wasn't making fun. I was trying to. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was good. We got it. It was, it was very good. Thank I you. I feel represented. Yeah. I feel seen. Um, I whipped out the ugly laugh. It's a good episode. <laughs> now it's time for you to do your summary. Okay, I have two. I couldn't put. I couldn't pick between one. I need to compose myself. Oh my god. Uh, Ash versus better story writing. Hmm. Or Ash versus himself. Yes. Yeah, I feel like... Okay, classic storytelling. We have man versus nature, man versus God, man versus himself. If you look at the three films, the first one is man versus nature. The second one is man versus God. This one is man versus himself. Yeah. Ash is literally fighting himself. So I... There's a lot of other stories referenced that, in my opinion, are written better than this. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, yeah. it's just Ash fighting himself. Yeah. 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 They might be written better, uh-huh. but are they performed better? No one will perform better than Bruce Campbell. That's I hail to the king. Yes. Wow. I have wow. I can't believe you conceded that. I know. I, I saw I, your grimace when he said that at the very end. I know. The phrase came out of your face. I I it's still a, can't believe it. She's going to take you to the line and say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hail to the king. Um, I have a huge confession. Oh, you're the king. Uh, um, let's hear it. I liked this. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was good. We did In it. the worst kind of it. way. I yes. wish I had seen this first, though. I wish I knew this was coming. <laughs> but you can't. That's but a, I can't. It, it'd that, be blasphemous to do that. That is the the beauty of this series. And I feel like if I say the word, it's a circle again, you guys are both going to roll your eyes. But like- You're fine. You, you really can't enjoy this movie without the other- Like you haven't earned it. Yeah. Right. Fair and, enough. And this is my least favorite of them. So- you know, really? I can oh, see why you one, say that. Which Go, one is your favorite, though? The first one. The first one, really? All okay. Right. So that brings us to, let's recap for John and bring him up to where we're at. Yeah, Kaylee. Let's tell me all about it. Episodes okay. have not released yet, yeah. so he's not been privy to our conversations about the first two movies. He's in the dark while we're talking about so Kaylee, darkness. up until this point, has pretty much hated it. I hate all of this. Everything about this is terrible. I hated the first one so much. What that did you I had... like about the second one? Though? What did I like about the second one? Fucking none of it. Because you didn't like the first one at so all. so much. Right? Um, I hated the second one so much that I threw a pen. Yeah. Um, what scene? It was another jump scare, jump and we had just uh, had like five of them. And you, I you do know you're scares. watching a horror movie, right? Exactly. It's about and a this cabin is, in the woods. 
This is what, and Cabin yeah. in the Woods is one of my favorite horror films. We how discussed does, that. How does this trick? Um, it references Evil Dead a lot, and I, yes, I didn't know that. That movie wouldn't exist without Evil Dead. I don't think it would either, um, but I hated the first two movies. Do you hate The Three Stooges? I do not. I do. I like Three Stooges. Then, I think it's fun. Evil Dead 2 is just Three Dead Stooges with some corn syrup on the ground. Yeah, okay, but so it's the also, way I heard that was hmm. Evil Dead is Evil Dead Two. You said, yeah. Evil Dead Two is just Three Stooges. Evil Dead Two is just Three Stooges yes. with corn syrup on the ground. So corn, <laughs> corn pudding, corn. Or whatever the like blood corn is. spilled their syrup on the ground. Oh, so now I want to score Evil Dead Two with corn music. Sounds great. Like K corn. Yeah, the K corn. Uh, K corn. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds offensive. Why are there no cereals <laughs> called K corn? You know why. I do, I do. Fair enough. Um, I Because then it'd be Kellogg's K-Corn and no thank you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. They'd be too tempted to Jonathan Davis it. Well, thank you for answering my question there. You're welcome for answering your question there. Uh, yeah, but just to recap, I hated the first two. I don't like horror. I don't like jump scares. Yeah. And the first two were a lot of that. The first one is very artsy. Um, yeah. It takes risks, and I appreciate that. Well, let's walk through this a little bit. But I'm the just second realizing... one, hold, hold the phone, though, Sorry. real quick. Sure. The second one throws away the first movie completely, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Why did I even watch the first one? I disagree with that. But, Fair enough. So that's why I'm saying let's walk through the first one just for a minute with John. Okay. It's his favorite, and it's your least favorite. Yeah. By far. So why is it By your far. favorite, um, John? Because it's the only one... Because dumb Ash and like <laughs> and like the the Bruce, I mean okay Bruce Campbell if you ever listen to this I do love you so this is not me <laughs> shit talking it's just like it gets a little much for me like okay. just like the shtick yeah and like I know if people want to reference uh, look what you made me view episode Reanimator where I talk about camp campy horror literally every five minutes right uh, you can cue an episode number insert that in. <laughs> For, you think we have like people that do this for us or something? We can't do that. You could insert it in. No. <laughs> Just take a pause. And if you want to find the episode, you can find it at. <laughs> Behind the curtain. We got to do all this stuff, guys. It takes yeah, a lot of time. It's us. But these movies are very, the, the, they're all campy, but just like Reanimator, it's like campy and then trying to be scary. Whereas like Evil Dead 2 and this, I mean, I wouldn't even argue that this isn't a horror movie. This is a fantasy epic Yep. Mm, um, mm -hmm. with just, it's related to its ilk. So it has to put it in because um, we're watching the pit scene now, which is like as scary as this gets. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the second one is like a horror movie that's just like really stupid and I love it, but it's really, I hold on. Are, are we still talking about the first one? No, you just no, no, the second no, one? no. Because the first one but is, the we're just is, focusing on the first the movie. First like, let's just is, like, when you think of the first movie, what's the thing that jumps out? Like, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Like a scene or otherwise? Tree rape. Right. Thank you. For okay. you. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> yes. And well, it's everyone's first scene. I love the end and I love that stupid necklace that he gives her that he uses to get the book and to like yeah. whatever and, and like the this little pencil in the leg and yeah. oh it's just and it's so it's just so claustrophobic and it just keeps building on itself yeah. and it's really tense and it's really it is yeah um I don't know I just think it's so magical and so low budget 
And I really enjoy being in that world. Uh, I mean, I don't like the tree rape. It's the only part yeah. that I would ever think about removing from the film. Yeah. yeah. And the movie's not perfect by any means, but I do think it's got this charm to it. And it, it's good. Like, it's just a great idea. There's so many, like, symbolic things, like the uh, the swing hitting the house when, and then stopping. And, there, you know, just little touches to and it. And it takes and its time. It does. Thank you. Yes. It does. It, and it innovates. It does things. It tries things. So that's why I like the first one. What is your? What do you think of when you, Kaylee? Do you think of the? I think, think the, the first one. one. It feels like a student film. It's really trying to be artsy. It feels like Charles Dickens spending forever describing a wheel, just because like he's trying the craft. Do you feel right? like this is a common though? Because I think at the time you didn't know it was Sam Raimi's first film. No, no, I didn't. So, do you think that's influenced your perspective on it now? knowing more about it it has but in a negative way it seemed like with the first film he was really trying and then we get to this and it's like half monty python half yes um i don't know just it's it's borrowing so much it's so referential because the world just opens up and can go anywhere (laughs) so they're like oh fuck where do we go from here this is what they chose to do yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah they can literally do anything and they do this and they do this and they don't do this here. They do this at the end of the second movie. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned that the first film feels so claustrophobic. It does. This feels whatever the scientific term is for the opposite of that. Um, it's so wide open. Is there a fear of open spaces? Is that sure. agoraphobia? No, agoraphobia? that's a fear no, that's, of marketplaces. I thought agoraphobia was like afraid of being in the, well, I think in a market, but like, Outside, no? Agora is Greek for market. Agora mm. is a great coffee shop. It is. Shout out to Agora. Yeah, go but get that coffee. It's, that's Greek for marketplace, so I thought that mm-hmm. it was a fear of markets or being out in public. I think it's being about in public, which okay. I just assume being outside as being out in public. Mm. But I don't know if there's a fear of being on a prairie. But like being in like the most of open spaces, like just being an empty space. Whatever like the feeling Kansas gives you, yeah. that feeling. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I dig that. Back to the actual film. Well, now. no, no, let's go to the second movie now. Okay. Second movie. Not your favorite, not your least favorite. Right, John? Yeah. And you started to warm up, warm up a little bit on the second one, Kaylee. The second one seemed more put together. We move a lot faster. Like we're not hanging out as much in right. weird places. But um, what do you think about when you think of that movie? It's more tense. More tense? Yes. I think more Sam tense. I think Sam Raimi gets better at suspense by the time we get to the second film. Because I remember being more scared. Really? The second one. There yes. are more jump scares, I yeah. think. Because like you said, John, it's paced. I think the basement is scarier in the second one. Yes, agreed. I, I think they. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen both of them, um, which is ironic because I went to see Bruce Campbell do Evil Dead at in Richmond, but I, I did. I like left halfway through. God, I was so upset. I missed that. If yeah. you were there, I probably would have stayed the whole time. Hell yeah! yeah. But um, but I I just remember the basement is kind of like a false scare in Evil Dead One. Like it's, it's, it has a, I, I can't actually remember what happens other than he finds the thing and the shotgun and stuff. But yeah. in Evil Dead 2, it like really comes 
back yeah the basement oh, and the, into it yeah yeah the basement and the first one is just kind of like a holding space for right the turned i can't remember what her it, name the was tape. but the tape is in the basement the, the tape basement. is in the basement but it eventually becomes like a holding cell for one of the campers who turns into right, right. and they don't have to go down with her they the, do they do, do at some point yeah oh, okay. and the um Ash does. I think the archaeologist's wife is also down there. It's so hard to remember who's where, which is insane <laughs> because it's a cabin. And there's only like four people. Yes. But I would argue that it's the kind of movie where actually all of these movies in a way, and I think that's the shortcoming of this movie, is that th- watching it for the characters is not really the point. Mm-mm. And like this, this movie does a really bad job at having a bigger cast and 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 like not really giving anyone besides Bruce Campbell more than like four lines. I know it's hard to attach yourself to anybody but him in any of these movies. I want um, more But that about, the first one. Yeah. You like you care about Linda. You care about Shelly. Oh, well and that's okay. So going back to the first one, my favorite thing is the little game that he plays with Linda, the whole look and not look game. Oh, it's so great. I, it's so silly. Yeah, and then so- they both do it and then he's like um gives her a promise ring, right? No, no necklace, it's, a, nec- it's a necklace. That stupid oh. necklace, that magnifying glass necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's really charming. And then the second one has more levity to it, which is drawing me even closer to to the horror side. Because growing up, I watched a lot of horror, but I was drawn to stuff that had camp. I, I wanted a little bit of silliness. Yeah. I didn't want to like really feel like this could happen in real life. The second one is more body gore for our actual hero. Like Ash chops off his hand mm-hmm. and his hand is attacking we him. We escalate. Everything exists. Remember mm-hmm. what I said in the first episode. Everything is here. In the first movie, it's all here. There's like almost every element aside from medieval ar- uh, armies. Um, the book, the chainsaw, it, it's all there from the beginning. Yeah. And then they just use it in different ways. Like they play with these... Core elements. I wrote this down because Army of Darkness starts with him retelling his story about Evil Dead 2. And I don't think the scenes from Evil Dead 2 that you see at the beginning of Army of Darkness are literally pulled from... They're not. They shoot it with Bridget um, Fonda. Yeah. And I had to write down... How many times have they reshot this same movie? Exactly. Three times. Dude, I, I, we're literally telling Kaylee, well, you had to watch the first two mm-hmm. to watch this. And then they they just show you everything that happens. I think you have to watch the first two to see the arc of of how we got to be this silly. I like the way you put it, which was you earn it. Yeah. I do feel like I earned this. Yeah. I feel like blood, sweat, and, and throwing of pins got me to this point. And it's so stupid. And I feel like I can actually really enjoy it. It's so 1992. It's finally like a time period of film that I'm familiar with. So I feel more at ease. I feel more comfortable. And it is highly referential. So I'm grasping at the little bits and pieces that are being referenced. Right. Uh, that helps me feel more familiar. It's the little bacon bits in my Brussels sprouts. Well, yeah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Something familiar, yeah. It's something familiar with this new thing. Cool. I know bacon, and I feel like if you know anything about Bruce Campbell, then like Evil Dead One, Bruce Campbell is nothing like who you know him as a persona. And Evil Dead Two is kind of, but like this is like the Bruce Campbell you've seen in every sci-fi horror movie. Three, he has come into his own. 
he yeah. feels like a hero. There's a spectrum of Ash, and he exists in the most extreme version of Ash in this particular movie. I think he vacillates in the second one. You get the more dynamic version of Ash, where he's kind of more serious. And, they are a blend. Like, Evil yeah. Dead 2 gets... By the time you get to the end of Evil Dead 2, it might as well be watching Army of Darkness. Yeah. No, it's literally like, it, you start with black, then Evil Dead 2 is gray, this is white. Right. I think it's more like, let's go full D&D. He starts kind of neutral good, and then he, in the second one, is like chaotic good. In mm. this one, he's chaotic neutral. He is like crazy, thinking about himself. He's focused on his mission, but he still leans into, I don't know, his natural human instincts. Which He's, is being an idiot. Which yeah. is being an idiot, but also like- Let's get into this like, movie now. We are here yes. in three. You're, you're hitting exactly what this is. He's a moron, but he's also <laughs> fed up. He's been through so much. When you consider, that's why you're right. You have to earn this because you don't really know. They recap, but you don't really know the struggle of Ash Williams before this movie. If you've seen them, now you know why he is so curt and just like done and ready to get home. I mean, you have to keep in mind like we're like, so it's on in the background now and it's right after he's been put in the pit and he's maybe been in the 13th century for like eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) That, that like, the ninth hour before that, he was chopping off his hand with a chainsaw in a cabin in yeah. Michigan. Not even a day ago. Yeah, like not even half a day ago. <laughs> and now here we are. And, you know, that's he's had to kill his girlfriend. Yeah, like he's twice. been through some things. I mean, if we include the first movie, he's killed his girlfriend twice. I want a world in which the first movie does still happen as it happens. But Ash somehow gets sent back to the cabin through like weird evilness. So he has experienced the cabin for, I would say, three days. And then. Wait, he- you want this to be that? This movie? No, no, no. I want like the series as a whole. Like by the mm. time we get to this point, Ash has already been in the cabin for probably three days, two nights, and then he shows up in the 1300s. Okay. That's mm. my theory. So he, by this point, is nuts yeah and he is like like you said the most extreme version of himself but like he is completely cracked yeah and i like that bruce campbell is leaning into that so this movie immediately starts with kind of a period piece vibe he's already kind of mocking old school acting in some ways while using it at the same time like he is very much trained in the older ways of acting styles and I appreciate it. He is lovable for that reason because he's bridging a gap and uh, he's taking the piss. Like he's just when he yells doing Sheila, beyond. yeah. When he yells Sheila, it just reminds me. It's a very um, James Dean moment. It's like he's yelling Stella. That's not James Dean. Is that James Dean? Who am I is. thinking? That's streetcar named Desire, but Stella. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's um, who is that? Brando. Brando. Thank yeah. you. It is. He's leaning into old Hollywood. I guess that's yeah. more my point. Yeah. And this is so much old Hollywood. There's stop motion animation. There's puppetry. Um, there's very superimposed castles. Uh, somebody <laughs> said Monty Python, thank God, because I never really put that together. But this is Monty Python meets Spartacus. I, w- I would also say it's like um, Sam Raimi doing his best like 40s, 50s, old England, like Robin Hood movie. You think about like 
Yeah, I shouldn't say Spartacus. I should say like a um and and corn gold. I think of like that. Uh, it's like those old classic Hollywood. Like, I'm trying to think of the guy. Uh, Sinbad Moses. Or, Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, one. Carlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Yeah, thank you. Some Heston. Like to me, it's it's Monty Python meets like a Heston film. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, but it is a lot like Sinbad too. I'm waiting for the claymation monster to jump out. I mean, you got them with the the, the skeletons, kind of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. It um if I really wanted to dig into like literature here, it's done in the style of a twelfth uh, century comedy. Like it's done in the style of the traveling comedies with the really cruddy sets and the puppets. Like and, a Don Quixote. Oh uh, well, okay. Kind to of me, chase the windmill. Yeah, there, to me that's yeah. literally what this is. He's an idiot hero. Who knows everything that's going on. Like Quixote has this like omnipotence about him where like he knows the end of the story is it possible that this is just like a overcoat for like a real life situation he never actually travels in time he's just hallucinating i have a theory <laughs> is that possible yes so uh, jumping all the way to the end of the movie when he opens up the trunk of his car to show oh all the gear yeah. all the gear um, there's a chemistry 101 book in there. Yep. What if he is like just asleep in chemistry class at a community college in Michigan? See, I don't believe that. I think if anything, he's hallucinating at work. At, at the S-Mart? Yeah. Okay. Is he hallucinating he at the end? But he has his 13th century hand. I know. You and I are never going to believe this doesn't happen to him, right? Yes, <laughs> that's true. We want yep. him to be this anti-hero. He's like Deadpool in some ways. How? He He's thrust into this situation. He's got abilities, apparently. He's so hesitant in, in Evil Dead 2, though, to become anything. He's just upset. He's just <laughs> and then he's surviving. Frustrated. And in 3, he is living. But he's capable. Thrive. Why Ash? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why is Ash, of all people? Just because he's cool? But they take the cool out of him by making him work at S-Mart. Like, it's such a conundrum. His whole character is a conundrum. He, Why is he like this? It's like a Hectocles situation where he's like a small town hero and then he yeah. gets called to greatness. Right. And then he must complete all these tasks he's and by surviving them. Yeah. Yeah. By surviving them, he becomes. I wonder if the Danny best. McBride is a fan of this. Probably. Yeah. I mean, he's a. Danny McBride would have been around and like got in stone and saw this movie yeah. in the theaters. It's a shit talking idiot. Like, that's all of his characters. <laughs> Danny, when you hear this, uh, <laughs> he knows. <Yeah. laughs> Ryan said that, not us. <laughs> Next time we see you at Soup and Taco or something, <laughs> we're good. Danny and I are good. We're good. Um, <laughs> Daniel, there are a lot of like fictional elements in this that I want to discuss. Henry the Red could be a parallel for many things, but I think he's just like representative of Scotland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> I just Hello, want to announce Mr. it's Fancy listed Pants. on the Evil Dead wiki page that his alias is Mr. Fancy Pants. That's great. Like, that shows the fandom. Okay, because I think they've made like video games and stuff since. I was going to say, this is a point I wanted to bring up, which is, if I may bemoan anything about the franchise, it's that we are only been... Excluding the stars series, we do have a low light section if you want to save it for that. No, no, it's not. It's not really a low light because it's not about the film. It's got about it. like all of this is all we got. 
And I have been, ever since I watched this, I was been left waiting for the fourth movie, which is like really based on the end. Because the end of this movie is, to me, incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we never, it's a whole other uh, movie that you want to watch. Kind of the way two ends. Yeah. Right? yeah. And you never really get it, but you get it in video games. You get it in like all the comic books. You get it in like post established lore that Sam Raimi doesn't talk about. And the problem is, all those Evil Dead stories are like based on this idiot and yeah. this storyline and like building on all the things Army of Darkness set up. So like you almost, and this is not fair because I have, if you are true like Evil Dead, Dark Horse comics person who's read all this stuff, like I don't know. But the few that I have read, it always builds off Army of Darkness. Like he's always working in S-Mart. He's always yeah. doing this. And it's never anything about Evil Dead 1 or Evil Dead 2. So right. Army of Darkness, <clears throat> and maybe that has to do with the rights, like maybe Evil Dead and Evil Dead Definitely. 2. Definitely. There are different rights for sure. Yeah. So maybe it's just convenient when you, the last movie and the movie that you would maybe have access to, that the persona and all the lore and all the stuff that you establish and build off of builds off this. Yeah. What do we have about Ash before this? We have that he has a girlfriend named Linda, and he knows the guy who owns the cabin. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Technically, everything's in this movie because they recap at the beginning. Yeah. Technically, literally, like all of it is here, aside from like super minute details. But we don't have his occupation, his level of education. We don't have his resume. What is what I'm trying to say. Oh, we don't, oh, we don't have backstory. Yeah, either. right. We definitely we don't, have don't have backstory. Yeah. yeah, none of it gives us backstory. But we don't really know outside of the cabin who he is, right? It's yeah. like a what happens in Vegas kind of deal. What happens in the cabin? We know Vegas Ash. We don't know actual Ash. But and I feel like in this movie, we see who he actually is. A little bit more of that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. To be fair, like when you watch any horror movie, you don't get any, you kind of just start with them. Like you don't know Jamie Lee Curtis really when Halloween starts. Yeah, you Good just point. you. I mean, movies if a franchise gives you more than you really need, maybe, and they build. Yeah, I think movies generally try to give you a person that is relatable. Yeah, from as many angles as possible, and that's about the best you can do. He's not that relatable, but he's not. You know, I think all of us are watching this as younger people. So we don't necessarily relate to the world they come from. And I think that has a lot to do with like not appreciating the slapsticky Three Stooges-esque stuff and some of the the nuance of what he's playing with here as far as the old school method of acting and the old school methods of filmmaking. Because Raimi is literally like just mocking film while yeah. also appreciating it. I don't know. He's He's having his cake and eating it too. Especially since the second one. It's a very um, British approach, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, a And that's where the Monty Python element kind of comes More in. so in this one than ever. And I think that Three Stooges, I guess, is the closest thing America gets to a Monty Python. Yeah. As far as an international influence, you know what I mean? I guess. And a, and a sense of originality of, of culture. Um yeah, I don't know who else. What what would be our Monty Python? I don't know. I think Flying Circus is more akin to like Saturday Night Live. Like it's maybe topical. SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think we have sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. But Stooges stuff is sketch comedy. I mean, like just early. Yeah. I mean, but like Sam Raimi didn't grow up watching uh, SNL. Well, he might have been like older watching that, but like he grew up watching Three Stooges. Right. Like he's like he's not I'm not saying he's old, but he's like he is 
of that time where that would have been really influential for him. And same with same with Bruce Campbell. I mean, I think that like we have to remember that Bruce Campbell, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, fan base, uh, was not an actor when he did Ar- or Evil Dead. Like, no. He was just a friend of Sam Raimi's coming out. And well, then, they had made student stuff together. Yeah, and he might have been an actor there, but like he is an actor here. But in his oh, yeah. career starts, but like they're all just sort of, I don't know that I agree that I think it's super artsy, hmm. but I do think that it's very student and it's very like, we're just, yeah, we're just <laughs> trying. Yeah. And like, yeah. you can tell that from the acting and that's why the characters don't matter. Like there's a story in which you're supposed to like kind of feel sympathetic for him and loving Linda and you don't really care because you just want to see like the the corn corn pudding goop at the end. I think that's yeah. why we focus yeah. hyper focus on the main character in these movies is he he doesn't want to put a lot of effort into building a character so he makes the main character the only person with depth. And even then, not super deep, pretty right. shallow, but at the same time we still love him. Like I'm absolutely in love with this character by this movie. Yeah. By the end of 2, I want this man to win. I'm so sick for him of him having to deal with this bullshit. He's too old for this shit. I think I have the reverse of that <laughs> in the first and second one. Like, I don't want him to get hurt because they do a good job of showing, like, he gives the gift to his girlfriend. Like, they really do a good job of making the audience empathize. And I don't want to see him experience pain, but we get to this and he's, like, very misogynistic and egotistical and stupid, like, unapologetically stupid and i'm like okay cool like there's a head growing out of the side of his body everything's fine let's talk about the misogyny a little bit sure this is why would he care about anybody in this movie why would he care about anybody he just cut his girlfriend's head off he doesn't question that this is reality ever so i feel like he should have some he does he wakes up at some point and thinks it was all a dream but okay but also he exists as if this is reality. Definitely by the end of the film, for sure. But I think he lacks empathy as a whole. It just seems like he's particularly harsh towards women. I don't know, man. He picks that one guy out. It <laughs> just reads him the riot act for he no reason. does, but at this point, he's been attacked by lots and lots of dead women. Yeah, I think they're playing with the, the stereotypes of romance novels. Yes. And um, classic film. I think they're playing with these tropes of classic film. There are so many moments when this film looks like the cover of a paperback. Yes. Think it's about just men's romance. Think about what we were talking about, like a Humphrey Bogart or what you know, whatever it may be, like some sort of old school romance film. Mm-hmm. How much dignity they have and they treat each other with. It's almost over articulate. And overly poetic the way that these uh, conversations happen between men and women in those movies. I think in this, he's like, fuck this shit. (laughs) I'm not playing this game. I'm going to disagree. I'm kind of a simple guy. Like, I'm just done with this. I just want to go home. Blow. If you look at like action romance films of like the 1930s and 40s. Action romance. Action romance. um, Where they're like trapped in a jungle or whatever it may be. Um, the guy is always very misogynistic and it's like a, it's usually a situation where like the man and the woman lead leads hate each other yeah. um, and they're in conflict, That's what happens but they here. need each other. So That's they end up coming together yeah. and it always is the guy 
the guy is always really harsh towards the female lead throughout the film. Yeah. And then eventually they fall in love. And I feel like certain decades and certain genres, they um they do a, some some films or some media does better jobs than others of like personifying when the male lead acts this way. Like you're kind of given the cues that like they're painting him like a dick and you're supposed to sort of agree that he is a dick yeah. and not, but I mean, in certain decades too, you're, you're still rooting for them. And that's sort of what's happening here. Like you're, you were supposed to be rooting for him and he's a dick. And, th- and that's why like, this is not my favorite of the three. Cause like, I don't really like <laughs> rooting fair. for a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's very fair. Um, I'm now thinking about all the literature that's referenced here. And I just started like writing it down as I saw it. Day the earth stood still has a female lead who's kind of treated like an idiot. Uh, she ends up being very helpful, but she's kind of treated like an idiot. Uh, yeah, I don't know that the female lead is or co-star is helpful in this, is she? Not particularly, no. She she's, ends up being used by right, yeah. She's evil. unfortunately like just an, an object and a damsel. Yeah, and poor, poorly written character. For Don sure, Quixote, yeah. same deal. She's a damsel. She's also an idiot. Um, and great character but an idiot gulliver's travels i'm less familiar with so i can't speak to that it, and then there's some other stuff that's referenced that kind of like the main thing that i'm trying to get across here is they're referencing films and i think the underlying connection between all those films they're referencing is that women are treated poorly and they're just like little side characters right they they are only there to help make the hero look more heroic. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of that's sort of what happens especially when he only learns empathy when our like main female lead is then like taken away by a dragon bat. You know? <laughs> a harpy. Like, yeah, like like a uh, Oh, harpy. that was the other reference was Wizard of Oz, right? It's I like the, the flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz. I thought it was a reference to Greek lit, but yeah, sure. Oh, it could be that like, too. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a harpy. I don't know. I don't know what they're going for. Yeah, I, I think that like, and like, sh- it sort of sucks that her, he, his character only learns like his empathy and his morals when like all these people are going to be banned and they're all going to be slaughtered by like fake skeletons. And my, <laughs> my, the the woman I impose girlfriendness onto has been now stolen by a oh he's undead bat like he's like ready to go home he's well he's like he kind of you start to see, start to see him like feeling kind of guilty about it and it's just like mm. <laughs> yeah she's the face that launched a thousand ships like men are only called to be heroes if like a woman is taken from them that's true it's problematic. But continuing the whole Helen of Troy analogy, she ends up being on the same team as her captors. She goes dark. We don't know how this happens. All of that happens off screen. I have theories about how it happens. Okay. Darkness must enter her. So we saw the gross ass assault scene. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know how it happens exactly. I like that we were spared that indecency, but she turns into darkness. My my tie-in here was like Helen was very happy in Troy (laughs) while she was in Troy, and then and then she leaves Troy 
is taken back to her own kingdom and she's like, no, I hated it there the whole time. Thanks for saving me. The whole point is um, she just exists for heroism and for like the. Yeah. Like I wish with all the money and budget that they had for this, I kind of just wish they did anything else. Yeah. I mean, they could have gone anywhere, but they went here. Yeah, and it's just disappointing to me that after we've had two wonderful, sorry, <laughs> very spooky <laughs> entrance. Hello, it's me. A, a, a floorboard just opened and <laughs> to a basement. <laughs> Dead by dawn. I came out the flow. <laughs> oh, there's so many good lines. Dead by dawn. No, no, there That's are all not. This movie swallow is, your soul. Is swallow your no. soul. I mean, your point is they're doing medieval shit. Yeah, which is not my preferred genre. Mine um, either. I don't. I don't like westerns. I don't like a lot of old stuff. I don't. I like period things. It's just like this is too far back. So I took medieval and Renaissance drama as my senior seminar in college, and I wrote lots of big papers on it. And I want nothing more to do with it. Uh, so yeah. I was really bummed when we went back to medieval times for no good goddamn reason. I know. I. It's just. It's. It's. This evil book is not like it's it's an old book to them. It should be it, older than this. Yeah, it is older than this. You know, it's like it's like the pyramids to the the the, the Romans. Yeah, it's, they still wrote in a guy with the chainsaw in his hand. That's I so have good though. Some theory. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So my my original thought was the book is from the time of the Picatrix, which would have been about this time period. Right? I don't know the Picatrix can you? Um it is I think it's a four, it's either four or seven part book um, on witchcraft, right? Like it, it just outlines all the shit that modern, I don't know, modern Eyes stories. New yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern witchcraft stories are based off okay, of. Okay, that's cool. So well, I thought it would have been from that time period, but I think you're right. It should be older than that. There's like a bunch of Egyptian shit that's like, this is the Book of the Dead. Uh, the stuff that the mummy Sumerian. is based on. Sumerian. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like when he talks about it on the tape, he's like, it's like an old Sumerian Book of the I mean, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. I, he might, I think he might actually say that, but I- I, I believe I, he does. Yeah. And it's like, so that's like- That's really fucking old. Yeah. It's older than, you know- Original language, isn't it? Okay, but while we're talking about the book, uh, they say at the top of the film that the book was not meant for the living. Who's it meant for? The dead. Okay, but like, why do dead things need a book? How can they create a book if they're dead and they don't have the book of the living? I think it's like old magic, witchcraft, blood magic. Can we can we just insert Evil Dead to the, the tape? And just, <laughs> we can just listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy explaining. Yeah, 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 I need to do that. Maybe my wife has now gone crazy, <laughs> and I've had to shoot her and stuff her into our basement. I'm very do not read what I've read. <laughs> read this other part that I didn't read. And whatever you do, don't play the tape back that I have left. <laughs> I could have deleted if you're it. Playing this tape, you're fucked. Probably. I could have deleted me reading the incantation, but. No. Don't know why I did it in retrospect. <laughs> I hope some teens find this. And my other thought <laughs> Just was... beatboxes to record over it. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to practice like the first Beastie Boys album. <laughs> well, I need to no. save humanity. <laughs> Press monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, instead it was sabotaged and he left. He did, yes. He left it on there. Um, now the- I want, okay, so the opening to this episode should be him reading the incantation while the baseline from Sabotage plays by. <laughs> Oh, we should totally do that. I like should it. totally do that. Where's the remix? <laughs> Where is the remix? The book is made out of humans. Am I right? Yes. Human flesh. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's on the and 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 blood. Okay. Blood ink. Blood ink, yeah. With some uh William Blake drawings in it, mm-hmm. apparently. So is it dead people making it out of themselves? No, it's 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 uh fucked up mages making unearthly magic. <laughs> I, like I love the, how confident you are in yeah. this answer. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, I, maybe not a mage, but some old Sumerian playing with things beyond their... It was one of the three wise men who who just like took a little siesta, woke up, <laughs> had this idea, decided to go for it. I need some flesh, Herod. <laughs> <laughs> Let me air out this flesh, make a quick book. The book is gross. Um, and the only thing I knew going into this threequel, this um, trilogy, is that the book exists. And they used to sell it at either Barnes & Noble or a... In what way, though, do they sell that? As like a screenplay version or... No, is that it was just, just the like a notebook. It was oh. a notebook oh, that like was like... like a Evil Dead. Like a yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I cannot remember which bookstore I saw it at, but I remember seeing it as a kid and being like really freaked out. Okay, so this is a more dorky take that has, you know, less substance than the things Kaylee was going to get into. <laughs> Bring on the dork. <laughs> Gross. Which, which <laughs> unzips. <laughs> uh, insert, please. Uh, uh, Who do you think is editing? <laughs> you. I, I. I imagine you need to. Every time I say insert, you're going to do me a solid here. We're like an old radio station. We just have the noises queued up. Yeah. We have I'd like love a if friend. This was live. <laughs> You <laughs> unzip Insert. voice, resident Fred. Um, which Evil Dead Necromonica book cover do you like better? Because it's different in all of them. I like the less gross one. I think they get grosser as or less gross as they go. This is the least gross one. I agree. I am going with um, book number two, but book number two in this movie. We get to a point where they oh. have the three books. The one that bites him is the most like Harry Potter esque. Yes, and I thought you were I'm just in. enjoying that the fact that he finally got like repaid some of the karma yes. he's been putting out in the world. Yeah, bite the hand. Yeah. I love it. But you know when like he also gets repaid by being smacked and kind, you're like that's still violence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not for any violence, but if an inanimate object comes to life and attacks Ash, I'm for it. Okay. That's fine. Monster right. violence, head over heels for it. I love it. Okay, then so you should love Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 1. It's monster I, violence I like, towards Ash. Yes. I like number three, but I will say number three left me very disappointed because I thought we were going to get some like real deal monsters and all we get is like animated. Oh, evil Ash is pretty much a monster. Evil Ash is a monster, but Evil Ash is ash they're also skeleton monsters yeah they're so bad okay but when we got to the pit and i saw like <laughs> water and i'm like going through my lexicon of like monsters and trying to figure out okay what's in the pit i'm so excited like show me the pit are we getting like a a, a star wars sort of deal here oh that is a very star wars-esque scene yeah for sure yeah but then we get in there and it's more of the same thing yeah because it's that's the evil 
in the land. Is I find that that's way better evil? than the way Star Wars did it. It's Star Wars evil didn't jump dead, up and grab Kelly. a lightsaber. Wait, or did they? Is that uh, how it ends? No, he had the whole Deus Ex Machina literally chainsaw from above. That was well, in great. Star okay. Wars, though, it, that nothing like that happens. This is no, so much no, better no, than but Star Wars. It let's, does. Let's just, that's what I'm saying. Hold that's up. That's my point. Let me nerd out. R2-D2 gives him the lightsaber. He shoots it into the pit. That's how Luke saves himself. Are you talking about the Sarlacc? Or are you talking about the the the, the pit and the, the garbage first, disposal? The garbage pit? Yeah, I'm talking about the. Oh, I'm not talking about the garbage. I'm talking I'm about where the, the walls go yeah. in and there's it's water. It's the same thing, effectively. I'm talking about Return of the Jedi the when he goes down the. Uh, yes, yeah. and there's like it is kind of a combination of the two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I was pretty well, sure. We all made the comment that they that nobody just falls into this pit. Everybody flips into this. Pit. How else do you get into a pit? <laughs> this is the most Mortal Kombat thing I've ever seen. This movie is Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat. You put this and Bloodsport together, Mortal Kombat. And it drives me nuts that he is not in Mortal Kombat. They were going to put him in the last one oh. and they couldn't get him for whatever reason. But it's stupid as hell that this man, this character is not in those games because that's all those games are is shit from this movie. It's, it's shit talking in gore, like cool kills, mm-hmm. weird kills, people with chainsaws and shotguns and like, oh. If JCVD can be in it, Ash can That was too. like 30 years in the making though. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, originally it was supposed to be based, Mortal Kombat was going to be based on Van Damme. And um, the whole Ash element just became like fans saying, why isn't he in this? Like he should totally be in this, especially if you're going to put other horror characters in him. Totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a level of camp in this that is just exactly what I wanted exactly when it, when I found it. Uh, We didn't talk about much of uh, how I found this movie. So I think let's do that. Yeah. I think I can talk about that. Um, I'll go first, just as the host. I met up with some homeboys, became good friends, Gabe and Justin, and we watched a lot of movies. And their dad was super into movies and analytical about film. I've talked about these people uh, many times on this show, and I think I wouldn't have this show, or we wouldn't be doing this show otherwise, if I hadn't known these people. And for... For me to be so into horror already and not know this, and for me to have that experience and bond with these guys over this movie, it is brotherhood to clown on like stuff like this. You know That's what I mean? It's very sweet. Yeah. It is. It's just, it, you bond with people over movies like this. And I'm going to pass it to John in, in, so he can tell his first experience with this. But it, it, it just is so reminiscent of how we bonded. I was going to say, I feel very similar. Um, I think back to when we were in your old place in that basement and we were watching, you know, we, we've kind of fallen into just watching how does it get made bad movies, but we just yeah. to watch anything. Though. Yeah. And there's that. But I mean, like I remember watching Bloodsport. And- but our conversation was about campy movies. Yeah. And I, I feel very like, like, I think back at that time, I mean, we still do it now. I'm, I'm here. But I think back at that time is like almost like this special bubble that we just did it so much more often. And insert a DS or there. Yes, I just <laughs> <laughs> editor of the Don't podcast. Don't worry, I John. do the DS or anyway. <laughs> Don't insert, tell me that part. <laughs> uh, no, I, I so the first I saw them in order, except I saw this one years out of context. Like I didn't even know what I was watching. So I remember. My being downstairs, my parents, 
house and sci-fi channel was one channel up above cartoon network okay which is a terrible thing because in the 90s sci-fi channel would play some scary shit or like like titty movies did they it's definitely where I what saw is my sci-fi first sci-fi other than titties. scary, uh, heady, or titty? Sure. Yeah, fair. I just think of sci- sci-fi channels like daytime television, so it didn't have that much of it. It's that. usually pretty boring, but yeah. Yeah, it's like- Occasionally salacious. When I was home watching Stargate, or start watching like Dragon Ball Z, Stargate was like one thing above, but then later at night. So anyways, it doesn't matter. The 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 windmill scene in this is the one I remember from as a kid, like watching that and like, what the hell am I watching? Just out of context. And it's only like I was in, so I was maybe elementary school when I saw that and then high school. It's bonkers. It's a yeah. hallucination. Yeah. That, that whole scene. Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. And then sort of like watching those and kind of what you were saying tonight. It's like, there's so many things that you remember thinking was Evil Dead 2 and it's an mm-hmm. army that when I was watching those two movies, I was like, is that windmill scene going to come up? And right. then I watch Army of Darkness. Like, this is the windmill movie? Right. That, that, dude, I was so mad we watched two and it wasn't there. <laughs> I I would say my there are three scenes in this. They all get, for me, I only watch this movie for three scenes, which is the pit, the windmill, which is my least favorite of them, and then the end, which is like the S-Mart mm-hmm. fight. I think those are so good. And they are so much better than anything in the first two movies. But then the rest of the movie is just really hard for me to watch. Really? I think it moves quickly. So I, I see what yeah. you're saying because it's kind of filler, but at least it's um, sweet filler. You know, it's like a, yeah. a custard donut. It's like a jelly filled donut. Not my favorite, but like if I really wanted to munch on something sweet. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. because I'm not I'll watching these it. movies for the plot. I'm watching them for the the fun of how absurd it is. Like the deus ex machina chainsaw is just so cool. And it's like yeah. watching a comic book come to life and it's fun. And I, I, I could almost turn off the movie after that. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I, I got to see the thing I want to see. It's like watching a clip, but cause we're right now it's behind us and general ass is just talking and doing like a Daffy duck impression, which is so bizarre. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't want to, I just, I'm okay. It, Thanks, Bruce. It's an 81-minute film, roughly, 82 minutes, and there is still somehow some time where you're like, ugh. Somehow. It's not much. I, admittedly, there's not much of that for me, but it is surprising how quickly they move through this, and I still feel like they don't need it all. <laughs> yeah, those goddamn skeletons. I, I love the skeletons, but uh, <laughs> Kaylee, what were you going to say? I... Agree wholeheartedly, but I feel like the part that drags the most is like the Helm's Deep of it all. Um, I I love Lord of the Rings to death, movies included, but the longest part of the movies is the big battle, right? And it's just kind of a slog in this movie. It's really fun and exciting, and they do a really good job of dressing it up. They try different things. That's like their, okay, well, we're here, so let's experiment part of the movie, they're doing a lot of like stop motion. They're like, fuck it. We're not going to worry about matching up frame rates. We're just going to go for it. They're doing puppetry. Like, I feel like it was the longest part of the movie to make. It's yeah. definitely the most expensive part of the film, but it's the longest and it just kind of like drags a yeah, little bit. I'm with you. And it's because it's like, I don't watch Evil Dead for Helm's Deep. I don't care if it is with skeleton men. Like I watch Evil Dead for Cabin in the Woods, and yeah, it's it's just this is what we're talking about before. It's like 
I don't want to watch the Middle Ages. <laughs> this is what I think about, though. It, when you say Army of Darkness, I think of stop motion skeleton yeah. fights. Yeah. yeah. Which it's I, the first I, thing that comes I kind of like. I think it's interesting. I like it a whole lot more than jump scares. I like how open everything is. But even in that, it's a reminder of how silly it is that they go to the Middle Ages. Like, what the fuck? It's so bizarre. You could go anywhere. Yeah. What do they do at the end of Evil Dead 2? He gets transported and you see him at the end. Where he's here. He shows captured. up. captured. Yeah. He, he's here. At the end of Evil Dead 2, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like they- The car falls, he falls, and he's right exactly where we start the movie. Okay. That's what I-, I Well, maybe not exactly where, but yeah, he's- We just don't know what's going to happen to him. Right. Okay. The car. We are to believe that the car gets turned into a steam engine in one day. Also, we are to believe that the recipe for gunpowder is in a chemistry book, college chemistry textbook. Mm -hmm. It was the 90s. It was the 90s, but still. In the 90s, uh, the recipe for bullets was in every book. I don't know if you know that. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Well, that explains a lot of our current problems. <laughs> <laughs> so we're to believe that all of this is done in 24 hours before the army of darkness shows up. Yeah, the up. time is unclear, but I have to agree with you. It's like a day. Yeah, because what's her face? Sheila. Sheila gets turned into darkness and then we're pretty much at the battle. Are you going to explain to us how she gets turned into darkness? Didn't you hint at this? No, I I, I feel like I said enough. Okay. I, I said that darkness entered her and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't necessarily remember that, that she just had a full flip like that. Yeah. Because it's not like that, that important. It's, it, really, it doesn't matter whether that happens or not. They're still going to storm the castle. Shit's going to go down the way it went down. It doesn't matter whether she turns into a demon or not. No, but like small applause for the fact that like Titty is very tasteful in this film, whereas before it was not. We get like a Brooke Titty was unvery unvery necessary. <laughs> it's unvery necessary? <laughs> yes. I don't know that it was that necessary, but I appreciate it. It's fine. Titty's fine, but I don't like grotesque titty. I don't like gory titty. I, I want like that. Brooke Shields in that movie where she's like trapped on an island with her brother. Titty. You mean the one where she's Blue 16? Lagoon. Yes. No. Gross, Younger. Kaylee. I didn't realize she was 16 15, in maybe? that. Are you they're, kidding me? They're actually, I think they're actually the age that they play. That's disgusting because like side note, uh, they talk in the special features about how her mother was the one that glued her hair to her chest so it wouldn't expose anything. Have you guys um, seen Blue Lagoon too? No. no. Oh, yes? No. I, I was going to say, look what I made you view. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would watch that. We'll get to Next. that point in the show. I, I wasn't expecting that one, but here we go. Yeah, Blue Lagoon 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, yeah. And then when Our Lady Sheila. Um, Our Lady Sheila? Our Lady Sheila is exposed. Do you guys remember that band, Our Lady Peace? That sounds familiar. I remember the song, Oh Sheila. I can't remember how... That's a good one. Thank you. The guy, I can't remember how their song goes. I hated it, though. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Our Lady about. Peace. Man, wow. I got to look that shit up now. Do you see how quickly I turned the conversation to a song that I do know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I, I don't know any of that. But Sheila gets exposed at some point, but like her back is the only thing that's showing. And like a little bit of side titty, nothing serious. I didn't even notice that. I just noticed the kind of, I thought the dress just had like a, a deep V. In the Middle Ages? <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> what kind of question? Wait, what? <laughs> Impossible. Hey, it's 1993 <laughs> when they need it to be. Yeah. DV wasn't invented until DV. 1983. Fair. He yeah. was disrobing her. Yes. But I thought, wasn't the uh, the chest exposure, that was like the concubine that they were somehow stole in the cemetery. Yeah. Those yeah. two human women that came out of nowhere. <laughs> we don't know where they're from. <laughs> yeah, where are they from? <laughs> Whose army are they from? We don't they, know. They've only been alive that dark they've only been up for like six hours. <laughs> where do they where do they get already th- they find two women. <laughs> yeah. They're ready to party. Well they've been waiting a long time. They, they knew what they the- wanted. <laughs> Are they buried with their armor, or do they make their armor? I think they're buried with it. Yeah, they're buried. Okay, yeah. okay. Which seems weird. It seems wasteful. Hold that for the next man. But I, I don't think, want to use next a dead guy's shield either. That's probably bad luck. I feel like using a dead guy's shield is yeah bad luck because like if it was a better shield, they he'd be alive. We all know that's not how life works, though. Well, that, that, again, in the 1300s, mm-hmm. who knows? Could have died from dysentery. I don't know <laughs> that the 1300s was like this. Kind of castle. Okay. Well, Do we want to talk? Like, I can nerd out for a minute if you really want me to. And like Italy and France, they were like, you know, still, I mean, Paris existed, I think. And and like there was schools of, you know, composition and cities. And I just, this seems like very rural, feudal. Also, it's shot in like the desert. So like, is this fucking like Plymouth and <laughs> Dover? Or I don't know. It seems very it's desolate coastal. where they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it seems kind of inland to me. It like doesn't Spain. seem like yeah, but it's definitely oh, yeah, yeah. England, and it's definitely the Scots that they're fighting. Uh, as far as the castle, uh, it seems to line up with what I know. No. But I'm not a historian and historian. So. Of all the things we could talk about when we're talking about Army of Darkness. Well, they, to, it's their fault. They put it in the fucking Middle Ages. I can't blame you for that. This film made me look up when crossbows were invented. <laughs> and now I know that. <laughs> when were they invented? <laughs> yeah, tell me. A 400 BCE. Uh, so okay. they would have existed. They've been around for a minute. Uh, and they probably would have existed in this place because the Romans invaded this area at some point, yeah. blah, 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 mm, blah. Heard. Yeah. So it's accurate. Catapults, same deal. Look that shit up. Also 400 <laughs> BCE, everybody. Now we know. Pulleys. <laughs> Simple machines. <laughs> I have like one final thing that I really want to talk about. And okay. it's like the last nerdy bit of stuff that I, I don't get to nerd out very often on the podcast. Are you sure about that? I, I am sure because I'm actually like a deep-seated dork. It is our show. So, I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. Thank you. You can do whatever you want. I'm talking about like non-literary. I feel like I go for the literary angle too often. Okay. I'm going in the backside this time. Excuse and I'm going <laughs> to talk about like no actual consent. dork shit. No, thank you. Hail, <laughs> no <laughs> consent. <laughs> She's asked tonight. Um, (laughs) They referenced The Day the Earth Stood Still, which is actually a piece of sci fi that I really enjoy. Um, The little thing that he says, the Klaatu Barata Niktu, this is the cool part. Klaatu Barata Niktu. Barata. I basically said it. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I said your words. Might not have said every syllable. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull this up. Iconic. This shit is iconic, John. Okay. Like for you and I, uh, all this stuff. I quoted like most of the movie as we were going. It's just too good. 
it's fun. I know it's my least favorite, but I have so much fun with it. I, that's the problem with this one is I think it, so much of Evil Dead 2 feels like this stuff happens in it and it doesn't. Right. So it, this movie has more fun than 2, but 2 is better. Period. Yeah. I think, um, see, when I think of this as a 90s movie, I think of it always a 90s movie once they do the castle storm. Like this yeah. is very 90s looking. Um, whereas like, you know, the pit, the pit could have been anywhere. Yeah. I'm ready to jump back in. Do it. I wanted to look up the exact translation. And the only thing I can find is the free translation from Latin. That phrase, it means I die, repair me, do not retaliate. Okay. So what do you, what do you know it from? Because you said. I thought it was that or I was going to say War of the Worlds. But if it's, it's like, I just remember it's like an old piece of sci-fi. So it is the phrase that the alien protagonist, the good guy in that series um, tells his, I guess, girlfriend to say if he dies. He, she is supposed to say it to this big giant robot thing, and the robot will bring him back from the dead. Oh, okay. So it, another translation is that I have power over death. It doesn't bind me. So it fits in this, even though it's such a shitty reference. Is like it? it is still involving. It is a shitty reference in I that. I, like I think they put the it put it in because they. Sam Raimi likes that story. Yeah, I, I think, think he's really... I think he's just riffing. It's homage. He's like, riffing, but it homage. works. Yeah. But it, it literally works. It's a it's a phrase that brings a character back from the dead. He's basically Tarantinoing horror. Kind of. He's recycling his favorite horror and sci-fi elements. Even romance elements, I would say. You know, throwing them all together. Gone to the wind type nonsense. Yeah, or um, I'm trying to think of, I keep thinking of this like 1930s jungle film and it's like the name is- African Queen? No, 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 no. But the name is like right on the tip of my tongue and I can't get it there. I'll think of it after the podcast is done, I'm sure. But yeah, it's very like Mm. 1930s, 40s romance. Very, verily. Verily. Verily we are here. Let's get into some highlights and lowlights. Let's start- with Kaylee, ladies first. God damn it. Okay. There are things that I do like, because I mostly like the film. I liked how referential it was. That was really cool. But my favorite thing, John, don't hate me, is the <laughs> stop motion skeletons. <laughs> I like them. They're fun. It was like a giant advertisement <clears throat> for Spirit, the Halloween store. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm for it. They should use clips of this movie for ads. I like it. That is the level of horror that I am into, <laughs> is like walking into spirits. And ooh, it's a dancing skeleton. You know, scary. there is a bar in downtown uh, called Spirits. I've never been there. And have you never been to Spirits? I've never been to Spirits. Oh my God, we should share like, our shit show. spirit stories. No. It's <laughs> like a bonus feature of this podcast. I don't even know where to start. I probably have plenty. Uh, I've got a good one. I refuse to go. I refuse. It, just, it has I always not think happened. I've my I've been. It's been so long since I've been there that I always think that like you know how you go up back and they have that back porch and like yeah. faces like uh, it's like you're on a back patio and then there's like a, a a lawn that looks like it's from fucking they live and then like a brick wall and it just reminds me of like an 80s dystopia. Have you ever sat on the other side? You can do. They that. used to put tables up on I the other like side. I feel like I have been over that. that just, yeah, I've only done it once. 
And it was so bizarre. Yeah, it's Y'all a weird. Are I feel like I'm this? under somebody's apartment. It, it, it right feels now. like a weird, like '80s, like we're in a like jungle, poor part of like town. Of the Africa. Where, where, no, 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 like a city where they've forgotten, and it's just like a war zone. District like, Nine. But it's like just like it's just like Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gentrified downtown. There you go, downtown. Uh, I like. The whole skeleton battle thing, it it's cool. I like the puppets and I like the costumes. Uh, shout out to the special effects team. Yeah. Doing all the little stuff animation. That's like, right. Yeah, it was, it was really cute. And I can shit on it because it is bad. But at the end of the day, like that's my favorite part, guys. Fun. Low light. Uh, so much. Okay. So much. But wow. uh, the worst thing for me is when... Ash is in the pit and he Indiana Jones the chain with his belt in order to get out. Just grab onto the chain. Mm-hmm. Right? Like just like grab onto it. I think you're focusing the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, imagine I, grabbing metal versus grabbing leather. He took time to undo his belt and it starts to slip. Like the leather is not a good approach because he gets like dragged. Disagreed down a little bit by one of those swamp monsters that's in the pit. <laughs> and it's because his hand is slipping on the leather. Just grab He would the not chain. have been able to hold on to the metal as well as the leather. Because he could wrap the leather around his hand. It, I, made, oh, it makes more sense. I, I don't know. I don't think it makes sense that it was able to like throw it and just it just he like she's nodded. Yeah. Yes. She said Indiana Jones did. Yeah. 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 He basically whipped it in there. But I didn't hang on that detail. I was just like, okay, he's trying to get up. I understood it as I'd rather grab soft leather versus metal. I would rather survive. And I think he wasted too much time undoing his belt, pulling it out of his pants, praying that it would actually work. Is that sexier somehow? Is no. that why they do it that way? It is very romance novel. Again, yeah, he's holding is. on to leather. It's being His pants could drop down and I might have to suck his dick to get out of here. Guys, what? That's for you to say, I suppose. <laughs> Guys, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand what, where you're going with this, why it's so confusing, because... I'm just saying that, like, he took a really big bet that it would work. <laughs> he took the time to do it while a swamp monster from the pit is coming at him. Um, and his hand was slipping because it's leather. Like, this is a lose-lose-lose lose situation he made it out of the pit yeah he did he but killed two deadites yeah he win win wins sir with this his is, hand up and it stayed there this <laughs> is stayed there. ridiculous and <laughs> what is ridiculous is that we've now seen this movie two times That's two right. times the army of darkness for those who are following along with the podcast just finished for the second time behind <laughs> us as, as, as we have been doing this yeah All right, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my highlight and low light. Um, Yes, please. I have to agree. Stupid skeletons just tickle me to death. Yes! Wow. Not not just the the stop motion of it all, but like the the fact that they're doing dumb voices and saying dumb shit, like they just, they don't matter at all. (laughs) And and it's like everybody knows it. And they make them just say like random stuff like, oh, hey, I'm going over here. Like they're just talking. (laughs) I love it. It's the Three Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a Looney Tunes thing. I don't know. It's just a very of its era or of that era thing where 
background characters would still have dialogue for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it is very Looney Tunes. Looney, well, it, yeah, I think that's the bigger thing too. The silliness of it all. I appreciate that. It's, um, it's Looney Tunes, yeah. The whole Monty Python element of it all. Uh, so as silly as this gets, that's what I love about it. Because it is the sweetness to the salty of, of the horror in the gore of the first two. So um, yeah, it balances things out. Uh, low light, Evil Ash is not as good as he could be. Mm. Evil Ash is such a disappointment. It's played by Bruce Campbell, and it's still not good. He's making comments. He makes like like during the fight. Oh yeah, and it's just like he grunts through these like simple lines that aren't funny. Yeah, I remember him being a bigger bad. Yeah, like a big like he's in the movie for like ten minutes. Like he's he they almost invent him so we have a leader some, for the dead. Yeah, yeah. Then it could have been anything. It, he didn't even lead them, even. He just sat there and commented on it. He's kind of the speaker for the dead. He's the mouthpiece. He definitely gathered it all and, you know, yeah. put it in motion. But Well, that's a leader. <laughs> like, he, that's just, that's that's what a leader does. Kaylee's putting facts and truths out here. <laughs> he's the DJ Khaled of the undead, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the producer. <laughs> yeah. I, I just find him to be underdone. Yeah. Hmm. Like steak? Yeah. They, I mean, but this, because he could have been, look, Ash kills it. Ash as a character has mm-hmm. so many moments, yeah. so many memorable. In fact, that's the only good thing about this movie is the punctuated, like, Ash moments. The mm. cool stuff he does. Like you said, those there are a few scenes that are just so iconic. And evil Ash could have had a, a, at least one for himself. But what does he have? He has a sexual assault scene in which he turns somebody into a demon. And she likes it. It's a gross. Um, I don't think she likes it as much as she's being transformed. Well, she's transformed, yes. but she's against her will. Yes. It's never really mm-hmm. resolved in it. It doesn't make me feel any better about what happened. They never make you feel better about what happened to her. Right. She's just a victim the entire time. She's victimized from the beginning. And then she's turned through assault. And then she's finally turned back through like half ass heroism. I mean, Ash kind of says it like, first you wanted to kill me, now you want to kiss me." Blow. Like, yeah, that uh, that's that's Blow. it's Blow. highlighting how flim flammy female characters are in these scary action films. So, when you heard that line, though, Kaylee, because yes. I worried about this when I first saw this, I totally got it, but seeing it now made me rethink the way this comes off. He says. First you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me, blow. Yeah. How did you feel about that? When he says blow. Go away. Okay. Yeah, fuck I've, off. I've never I really worried. heard that expression before. I, they only get one fuck off and he delivers it so well. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. best. Is this movie PG-13? It, I think it is. Yeah. 90s movies really took advantage of their one fuck. Fuck out of my way, I think he says. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, like PG-13 movies now, I don't think they really go for their one fuck. Or, yeah. And I'm happy that we don't just put bare chests into films anymore for sexploitation. Right. Mm. But we've also stopped doing that for, for better, I think. But like, mm. you're PG-13. You got the whole, you got these two aces you could oh, throw. you know what? I think some of the Marvel movies do that. Say fuck or put boobs in them? Uh, no the boobs. The language. No, no, no boobs. <laughs> Shit no boobs. for sure. Uh, maybe fuck too. I've, I've not seen a Marvel movie, so. Oh, good on you. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, and it, which makes me very proud to ask you, what is your highlight of this movie? of this film? Which is the Star Wars of horror films. 
I would argue. <laughs> don't 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 say such disparaging things about my my my. It's so, my, it's so sci-fi, like yeah, compared to the well, others. Yeah, yeah. Um, highlights. My highlights are that all the scenes I like still hold up as being what I would say is awesome. Hey, and um, all of the other stuff, the filler that I did not like, and like even the skeletons, like. I don't find that as off-putting now. Okay. And I think that's even the last time I saw this was like five years ago, I still always like used to roll my eyes at those skeletons. And I think I've just been so um and for those who have heard me on our reanimator episode of this podcast, like I just like practical effects. And the farther we get away from that in 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 action big buzzing movies where we have CGI the more that like I'll take a stupid fucking skeleton. Um, and I and I never liked the skeletons because they were disappointing b- after watching the first two. But since I haven't seen the first two and I'm just watching this. Well, there's like no own, skeletons in the first two. No, there's all, the, there's no effects like that you, in the first two that you really see like this. You don't have masses of people in the first two. Yeah, exactly. It's usually no more than like five people. Yeah. And I think that like having not seen the first two in a while and seeing this, stand on its own like I can enjoy it as like a contrast to all the other movies I've had to watch where I just see like shitty CGI Mm -hmm. and I just prefer this now if I just watched Evil Dead 1 and 2 maybe I'd feel differently but my highlight is that everything sort of all things I like I still really really like and everything that I kind of like when I say I could just turn it off I kind of enjoyed tonight word yeah that's awesome the skeletons I just remembered remind me of the Pal Peralta Skeletons. Does anybody, either of you know what I'm talking about? No. Skateboard company, Power Parolta. No. Uh, they had like skeletons that were like bursting out of the skateboard is what the logo sure, looked like. It, yeah, yeah. But they look very much like that. Uh, low light. Uh, that this was it. Ah, uh, yes. That this was this was it. Um, yes and, and no, right? Yes and no. I mean, we, we started the Star series, mm-hmm. but like we didn't, we got through maybe the first. We can do it now. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it again. You want to uh, do a spinoff? Yeah, <laughs> we can recap the seasons. Yes. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's and as, that was also tiresome because it's this ash. Yeah. You know, like it's like this. Not the two ash, but the army of darkness. Ash. Army of darkness ash, and it's just like, and it 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 confi- conforms to like a contemporary, edgy horror comedy. Yeah. Like premium cable. Like we're gonna have some shit there that is just just the way that this one kind of conforms because it's a universal big budget movie like it has to do certain things i don't find this one as bloody as the others though it's not mm-hmm. but the series is really bloody yeah but like, i think that's kind of <clears throat> your point is the modern horror aesthetic is just like inherent it's mortal combat it's bloody violence we needed one more like 90s version of this where it, the technology and the the budget and like the market could have made it a still a lo-fi campy without being. I just think that the, the series is a little too subjected to like the twenty or thirty years that was in between Army of Darkness and this yeah. of like horror and horror marketing, and like I just literally would have loved like one more movie where it was like of a '90s aesthetic in the '90s. That's my low the. Light artistry of what he's doing in these is early in his career. So by the time we get to the show, he's done bigger budget things. Yeah. 
So he's trying to marry these two ideas. Whereas I think your sentiment is, yeah, let's just go back to the simplicity of it all and like not have anything at our disposal. Let's invent things. Yeah. Let's not play into the fact that sci-fi network is about close up explosive right. yeah, like yeah, yeah. violence. <clears throat> and let's get into like kind of the evil dead, like some shitty looking demon is just floating around <laughs> yeah, and waving and, and her that's arms what I really and like, screaming I like the nonsense. shitty looking demon. And I think that's just like, unfortunately time kept going after this movie was made. And like, so if you were to come back, it's like, it's kind of like what we're getting with the star Wars things. And like so much time has come on and you, you, it's really, really difficult to thread the needle of like, you know, you're not making a movie 30 years ago. You're making a movie today, but also maintaining the things that, that were important to the the original too. And I think like the closest we got was the fucking puppets and the first J.J. Abrams Star Wars. Like the really like practical effect puppets was like the closest I felt to like watching like an 80s sci-fi movie. Mm. And I enjoyed it because it wasn't what, the movie wasn't about that. It was just part of the movie. And then they just, even I think kind of lost that after Puppet Yoda. And it's just like, you know, like and I just used the Star Wars as a good example of like, it's really, really hard to go back home. Yeah, but, but because everything now to get greenlit, it's about saving money and doing it on a budget. Right. And they know they can do a lot of the shots like in his head cheap. Right. But it's not as fun to watch when you do it with the CG versus some sort of just like put together yeah, those, actual real life like, thing you can explode. And there have. are like human beings with like wearing puppet helmets of skeletons and they're yeah. having to like crawl on their legs yeah. and like the what, what the things there's one like, that runs at some point like they're all so different and i think it lends itself to the charm of the film yeah would the films have benefited from a budget constraint like if you're gonna this make film? these in general <laughs> yes yes this it film? did benefit from but yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm saying like if you're going to reopen a series after i don't know like what 10 years is there 10 years how long was it uh, uh one is like, to it's at least 20 years so since what the, the tv show oh from yeah, this. yeah yeah so Ash then would, if you're gonna resurface an old series would it be beneficial then to have a similar budget constraint like you just translate let's say the first film cost three million dollars you take that and translate it into today's money whatever that amount would be and that's your money for the film i i could even argue that like kevin smith has suffered from that Mm -hmm. but you know it's That's a, job. a great it's, example. It's, it's still a job, and they still get paid, and they have. The, and it's not just like for them; like there's a crew that has to get paid and all that stuff. So, I mean, I get it. I it's actually yeah, the Kevin Smith. I've not seen the newest two. That's like by the time you get the Jane Silent Bob Strike back, like that's like a big. That's, that's like a that's big a bigger film. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it it's it's good for what it is, and it's not you know like by the time they make that, what is that two thousand something? Yeah. 2003 through six, it's Which somewhere one? Jane, around Jane, Silent Bob? Strike, Strike Back. Yeah. Like mid-2000s. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you think about like when they made, he made Clerks in like 1994. Like, so I feel actually feel like there's a, such a jump from like the early 90s to 
the early 2000s. Like there's like a that that time period as far as what we make feels way longer than like 1994 to 1994. There's like there's those movies are still like maybe you could say they exist within a similar world. The first band's album, the first album of a band is very focused and honed because they've been leading up to this. They've right. been working towards this. Second album, Sophomore Slump, is a pretty common terminology or term for bands that just, they were forced to do it. They didn't have as much time to focus on it. They have less time. You know, some bands work 10 years to create their first record. And then they, their next record's supposed to be done in two years or less. And... I think that's part of the problem with this stuff is you have to make concessions, but you also find certain things easier. And you think like, is the struggle and the stress of it worth the payoff? Like, yeah, a lot of things that worked in the first movie and that are great that people are attached to like yourself. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier to do it a different way. Yeah. He can still convey the same, he can still tell the same story that he wants to tell cheaper and differently. And he doesn't feel like he's losing anything. I feel the, like the bigger picture. I feel like he. I have not listened to the commentary of this, but I feel like he. Like I am just making co- criticism as a like or critiquing as a fan. I feel like he probably made the movie he wanted to make. Oh, I think these first three are as close as he can, get, as close as anybody can get to making what they want to make. Yeah, because I think there's very little influence. He's got small budgets. He's just doing what he what he can do. Have you guys seen Dark Man? Yeah, I've not seen Dark Man. Yeah. Ooh, I, yeah. I sh- I'm surprised I'm not seeing Dark Man. I don't Wait, know what that's that is. A, is it, no? Oh, I'm thinking of the Shadow. No, Dark Man is. Like I a, saw Dark Man ages ago. Yeah, that's like <laughs> Sam Raimi of the same sort of time in the '90s. Is that also Bruce Campbell? He's in it somewhere, but he he's not the lead. Yeah, I I don't know anything about Dark Man. I should probably watch that. Maybe I'd like Dark Man. Well. Speaking of other movies, yeah, Kaylee, is something on your mind? You look like you're. I'm just uh, my final comment. Like Clerks Three, I would actually say definitely go watch because it goes back to that like very. I don't want to say guerrilla style of filming because that's definitely not what it is. I just think it's it's important to watch. It's scrappy if you're a fan at all. Yeah, I I love. I mean, Clerks is like such an important movie to me growing up and like it's unfortunately a movie that time is not very kind to mm. like if i try to watch that now i'm just like that's Dude, it does you not and i should do a, a red bank road trip and we should go see the quick stop stop oh, I, it yeah. like i've been begging for this for so long like i really i made my dad when I, when, when I yeah when i've done like i've done secret stash and i've done i've seen not because mall rats is like shot in like minnesota right Something like that. Yeah, I've seen. I can't. Remember, oh, fuck, it's been so long. It's like since I was in high school or middle school since I've been up there for that. Yeah, I'd love to. This is why we're friends. See, yeah. I went to <laughs> secret. I just sounds awesome. Yeah. We went to secret stash um, before I had seen any of the movies, and I didn't know who Kevin Smith was. I knew nothing about it, and I just walk into the secret stash, and I'm like, "Wow, it smells terrible in here," um, because <laughs> because it does, but. Now, like, uh, we've watched all of the movies together and we have a heart for it. I feel like I would, if there's like a secret stash version of 
I don't know if there's a hold on, let me collect my thoughts. If there is an evil dead version of secret stash, like I would go and visit. There's not because they burned down the original house. So what? The cabin. Why would they burn it down? We didn't talk about this yet? No. Oh. You, Was it actually evil? Like right, what, what happened? Yeah, go ahead. So during the shooting in the first film, it was just hell. Like it, they stayed there. A lot of the crew stayed there. It was cold as shit. Uh, people in hurt the themselves. cabin? Yes. Um, and it was just like kind of a unpleasant thing to do because they had to stay there and exist there for weeks. Yeah. And at the end of it, they bury something under the fireplace. They bury like a time capsule basically. Okay. And then they start a fire and the the story is that it just caught on fire by accident, but That's Sam Raimi bullshit. now says that they pretty much did it on purpose. They burned the cabin down. Wow. Did they did they they bought a cabin or they found a cabin? I think they just found a uh kind of left cabin. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So what do they use for the second? Is this like a set? I think they rebuilt or found a different house. Sure. I think they rebuilt it actually. That's the kind of thing about these movies that is kind of magical. So it's like you might only you might unless you do the deep dive of watching them back to back, like they do such a good job of like playing with your memory recall of like mm -hmm. that's that's the cabin. It's like it's not the cabin. Yeah. And imagine if they had to rebuild it for two. Army of Darkness. Are they just using the same one from bothered. two? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but it looks exactly the same in every That's movie. why I'm wondering, are some of the shots that you see from Army of Darkness 2, are those inserts in this? I don't think they... I'm not sure. One of you made a comment about uh, something and... Like, Linda didn't look like Linda. Linda's different. Well, it okay. was it was at a point where it was like, clearly they just split the film. Because you can splice film to have like... you. The per the same person on each side. Yes. Assuming it's it's lined up exactly, you can just splice the film. And I I can't remember what scene it was, but it was the weird Linda, the Linda that is not our Linda. I don't think that's what it was. I, I think it was a Ash thing or something. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so many techniques are used in these movies. Uh, but yes, they are also great at recreating and like keeping the lore of it all, like keeping the world intact. I think even they yeah. even though they deviate to like a different time period and everything, they're still referencing the first movies. <laughs> like it's yeah. crazy. A lot. Yeah. 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 Kaylee, actually, yeah. I'm not going to start with you on this one. That's fine. I'm good. John, would Ryan. you watch this again, or would you run away if I was putting this on the TV? I I would watch this like tomorrow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a part easy. of me. Easy. Yeah. Aww. I'm with you. Like I'll just. Go to me next. I, I I still love this. I might love this even more now. And it is exactly what John's saying. It's not just this movie. It's these movies. Yeah. Do you, they exist as one long thing to me. Not it's an Ouroboros. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So love yeah, it. I would watch it again. Kaylee, run Hello. away or make this bitch famous. I'm at the end. Right. This is the last one. This is the last one. So you're actually commenting on the franchise in some ways. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I do feel a responsibility to comment on the franchise. Franchise is a whole fuck no. Like, no. Wow. I don't need to revisit this. I'm sorry. Not sorry sharing our sentiment. But, but, but I would watch this specific movie again. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> what I if I told? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I want you to continue. Um, I'll just pop in for the third movie. Like, if y'all want to like have a little watch party, cool. I'll just hang out, go watch anything else. Okay. I would watch Bill Maher over watching. Wow, the first that's well, you would watch Bill O'Reilly. I would watch Bill O'Reilly. Oh, over now, okay, now, I, that's hyperbolic, I think. But um, now, follow me a little bit. A little bit. Go ahead. What if there was an entire series that's basically. This movie. I would like to Times watch three. the first episode and see how I feel. Oh. Yes. We have an opening. We All have right. an opening. I consider that a huge victory. Because <laughs> I was not expecting open. you to be Ryan and I would like to invite you to our new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I want to come or not, you guys are starting it. Fine. And you're downstairs. <laughs> we don't have a total, a, t- total, a title for this one yet, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think John I like and this Ryan idea. versus Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes, <laughs> yes. real. Because the title sucks. No, 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 no. Hold, 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 hold. It's the worst. John and Ryan versus Kaylee versus Ash versus Evil Dead. I love That's it. That's too much. It's so good, though. It's all. It's... You can just be a guest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and guest. Um, I would watch a season. The first episode, <laughs> yeah. but we do, we like. We do that. We film the episodes like we almost feel like commentary. And then every time Kaylee comes, it's like the Mac and me thing that uh, Paul Rudd does with Conan. We just put on Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we just show the movie every time. No. No. It's just following a camera through the woods. It does sound like a fun idea now that we've built this momentum here. And uh, you and I were so into it. And we just watched the first season, right? Did we get through the whole thing? I think we got through. I don't know that. I think we just got through the first season because I remember Jacksonville being this big plot. Yeah. So not only would I make You're saying too much. This bitch famous, but I would love to watch more. So let's do that. Otherwise, what would we watch with you next? What would you make us view? I think next? we I think we talked about Blue Lagoon too. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, let's watch some like underage kids have sex. Yeah. Blue Lagoon two. We haven't seen Blue Lagoon one. You've, you've we were just talked about it. You've seen Blue Lagoon. I right? mean, I have, but I haven't. Have you seen Blue Lagoon? I've definitely seen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that like it was just on TV and just it's so it's such a slow film. When I was in grad school, it was like a day where I was definitely procrastinating anything besides my thesis. And yeah. We I I got my roommate and we were just like. I had seen it. We had this video store and I had seen the box there. And I was like, I don't think I've ever really seen all Blue Lagoon. And so we watched it. And then we watched the second one and we ate like some really delicious Chinese, which just felt gross all around because we were watching these very, you want to talk about problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very weird. We just watched, you don't know this yet, but we just watched Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. The Tom Cruise film. And that is, problematic in its own right let's just like keep going with the problematic What's, weird is shit is that Anne Rice no yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 uh I you read the book if you haven't I read she the has, book that's why oh, we that's watched, why we watched it ah, okay yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was our first in uh a different series so talking about spinoffs now everybody look forward to John and I talking about a tv show <laughs> oh boy <laughs> if you you can watch it if you have stars <laughs> <laughs> Or you just come over. You can watch it <laughs> yeah. with us, everybody. Just hit us up. I am so happy to have done this. And I am so happy you have all listened to this and stuck with us for this ride of Evil Dead. And before that, vampire movies. 
It's been a great Halloween. We got the whole team here. John showed up. Thank you once again, my friend. I won't miss another one. Oh, (laughs) we wouldn't want to miss you uh, for any other episodes. But, you know, you got to be here for these. I love it. I think this is awesome. It's magical. Looking forward to next Halloween. Kaylee, how you feeling? I have survived. You the have gauntlet. survived. Guess what? You get to pick the next regular ass movie. I do. Do we want to talk about that right now? Shit, no. <laughs> have you figured it out? No, we're taking a little break. That's yeah. what we're doing. Ah. This is a pretty uh hectic month. We're doing one every week here. So uh enjoy the ride, everybody. Or I hope you enjoyed the ride, because this is the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the caboose. And a hell of a caboose. Check us out on Instagram, and uh, we got a Gmail uh, account if you need to ask us questions or weigh in on any of this stuff. I would hope that Evil Dead fans show up. Show up, guys. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what brings you bliss over these movies, because I want to know if you want to hear some more about it. John and I are prepared to watch these shows, so let's yeah. go. And we'll give you an address on the website so you can send your hate mail to Kaylee. That's no. right, directly. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. But until next time, it's been a blast. It's been groovy. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. Oh, yeah.